Right. <clears throat> right, mate. I read that you used to play a lot of football, mind you, growing up. Um, can you remember the first version you bought or played? The first version I played was with my brother, Ed. Um, and it was Football Manager 2001. Wow, for from EA Sports, I think. So it wasn't actually like the the, the current version of Football Manager. Like Championship um, Manager. Yeah, it was another name. I can't remember the name exactly. It yeah. was EA Sports one in two thousand and one. Yeah. Um, but we absolutely smashed, you know, that 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 CD out the out the computer <laughs> and played it for so many so many hours, and. Like we never we never bought the new version, so we never went like two thousand two or two thousand three. We just sort of stuck to that one until the disc wouldn't read anymore in the computer. <laughs> I love that. Um, so that was the first one, and then as that disc sort of you know faded out, we moved on to Championship Manager, and then sort of eventually Football Manager uh, as it came sort of strong in the later years. So how old were you at the time? Uh, Ed was probably about 10 and I was yeah eight or nine um, and it came around because our parents didn't want us to get a PlayStation so we were allowed to play like video games and it was the it was sort of easiest option to say yeah we're gonna we're gonna fiddle around on the computer but we'd actually got football manager going um, and so it was the closest you know, sort of thing that existed to playing FIFA that our mates used to do when we were sort of stuck with, you know, football manager. So, uh, yeah. So was that how you first got into, you know, wanting to be a manager kind of thing? It was like, it was, I don't know, we just, we, we, we found it really, you know, in a very childish way, really cool to sort of fiddle around and, and set your team up and, and yeah. You know, you could you, at the stage, you could sort of build a new stadium and, and make transfers and, and build a sort of new team and, and talk to the players, and we were like, "Yeah, bloody hell, this is this is awesome." Um, and I say, you know, it's because we, we weren't allowed to play FIFA because we hadn't got we hadn't got anything else. Um, and then it just sort of grew on us, you know. We never we never stopped, you know. Either we were playing football in the garden or, or you know, the sports club, and then we got home and we would just smash it out for hours and hours and hours on end. Would Would you say you were were addicted at one point? I, I, it sounds like you were addicted at one point. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, yeah, definitely. And when and, and the worst phase sort of came when I was, yeah, I was about fifteen, sixteen, and you know those sort of endless nights where you, you start a career and you and you you know, sort of think, look at the clock, and it's about ten o'clock, and you say, no, nah, midnight, I go to bed, and then you go to bed, and it's like half four in the morning, um, and then you wake up the next day thinking, why the hell did I do that? But yeah, I was I, there was a point where it became, sort of a bit over the top, but. And you can't you can't finish on a loss either, can you? <laughs> Awful. It doesn't matter what time it is. Yeah, you, you have to finish on a win. Well, you can't. Yeah, go no. <laughs> and then you get towards the end of the season, and you sort of think, no, I've got to finish the season off. I've got to finish the season off. And then the new season starts. It's like well, I've got a new squad now. So no, it never stops. Never, never stops. So how would you say a football manager helped you in that journey to becoming an actual manager? What did you actually like learn from the game? Uh, well, in the early years, I never sort of, I never sort of thought about it. Um, but in the in the sort of, as I started my career off as a as a video analyst, I could sort of see the direct links that were you know made between real life sort of you know 
football and professional football and the, the game itself, whether that was uh, in recruitment, you know, with all with the way that the clubs recruit players and, and the stats that are actually available on the game itself. Um, and so it, it, it was very relatable in a way, which I was sort of kind of surprised by. And, you know, all the data and the stats that, that come with the game was something that I thought, well, no, this can actually be really useful and we can actually use it like, and put it into sort of, you know, real life activity. Um, and, it, and it just gave me that, that, that thing of, you know, I want to, I want to set a team up. I want to, I want to be able to talk to players. I want to have that, that interaction, you know, and I was, I was, I was all right at football, you know, could have, could have pushed to become a pro, but then, you know, it was that thing of, well, I'm not, I'm not actually that good enough. Um, and then, and I, and I just really enjoyed the coaching part of it, like in, on the pitch itself. And a football manager allowed me to sort of escape the real world and, and and have that glimpse of what it actually was like to 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 do it and to manage a team. And it struck me as I as you know as I started off my sort of adventure in the, in the professional football how similar it actually is. And then, as, as I say, in the latter stages, how much information you can actually get from the video game itself. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I've spoken to people in the past, managers in the past who they still use football manager to this day to either scout a player or yeah. um, have you ever done that? Have you ever seen a play? I don't know. I don't know how involved you are with the transfer side of things, but have yeah. you ever used FM to check up on someone? I've, I've used FM to, to like compare players. Yeah. Um, you know, if there was a, if there was a rumor that I'd heard or, a, or, and I, you know, for example, I'm a big, big West Ham fan. And I'd 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 look up a player and compare him to you know, I don't know Declan Rice, Mark Noble, or yeah. whatever player was in our team at the stage. So I'd use it to compare and and yeah, just to sort of get a first glimpse of what what that player was and who he was and what he did. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it then stops because reality comes, and you actually get to meet the you know the, the human being himself and and the footballer himself. Um, but you. I don't know if, if I'm probably the only one, but it, it's just like an automatic reflex. Like you go and have a look on, on transfer market and then you have a look on, you know, on, on whatever information is available to you and, and football manager is, is, is one of them. So, you know, you might as well use whatever or as much information as possible to, to, to get as much as you can. So you said you're a West Ham fan. Did you, yeah. were all your early saves with West Ham? Yeah. And then gutted when they got relegated and we had to start off a career in the bloody championship. That was awful. But yeah, main, mainly used West Ham on, on football manager. Yeah. I used West Ham once when they signed Tevez and Mascarano because I was like, <laughs> they, they were mint in football manager. I was like... <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah. <laughs> what a time that was. Um, would you say FM inspired you on the path to football management? In a way, uh, it—I wouldn't say inspired because you know you, you get inspired by 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 football itself, and I was always inspired by football itself. Um, it just gives you a different different sort of point of view from what is actually available within football. Because you know when you're young and you've got to manage your whole you know your whole staff, like your, I don't know, your physical prep, your 
head of performance, your video analyst, you sort of get to, you know, you get to understand how big a football club actually is and how many people actually work in it. Um, so it just sort of opened my eyes on, you know, the roles that are actually available in a football club. And, you know, did it, did it give me that, that extra percent or 5% that you sort of, you know, need to, 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 to understand the footballing world a bit better, probably. Um, but I was always inspired by, you know, the game itself, by watching hours and hours of football and, and playing hours and hours of football and then talking about it. And then, you know, sitting with your mates, playing football manager was just a thing we did, I don't know. It was just like part of our life back, back then. Can you talk about your journey from playing in Belgium? Because you said before you played in the fourth division, I read. Um, yeah. to actually managing the under-14s at Preston. Can you just talk about yeah. that journey? Um, so I was I was playing here in, in Belgium, sort of in the fourth division, and I was about I was 17, 18. And I'd, I'd just come down from like a, uh, an under, you know, a youth academy here in Belgium, and it was like, you know, where, where am I going with this? Am, am I going to become a pro and, and really push to sort of, take that step up or or what else is there available um, and then I looked at, at studying because I'd, I'd finished school and I found uh, Myersco College uh, back in England in, in Preston um, that was offering you know a, a degree in football coaching and I was like that sounds good and you, could, you, you actually played for the college and you know trained every day as, as a sort of college player and then in the afternoon you had lessons about you know, applied football coaching, uh, youth development, um, video analysis, and it sort of touched on all those aspects of the footballing world. Uh, so studied at Myersco, um, and the, the college had a link with um, Preston North End at that, at that stage. Um, and we, we went, you know, twice a week coaching. We each had a, a you know, a fixed category that we had to, to coach, and I had the under-14s. Um, and it was just like a you were just involved in it, you know, you, you played for college and, you know, in the evenings you went and coached up at, up at P&E and, and I just I absolutely loved it, you know, and I got to a stage where I realised that there were better players around me on the pitch and that I wasn't going to make it as a professional, so I was like, well, you know, what, what's the next thing in, in, in getting involved and, and getting a job in, in football because, but to be honest, I was I was rubbish at school. I didn't didn't really enjoy it, and I could never see myself doing anything else in football. Um, and so you know, started off coaching you know, kids as they were at P and E. Uh, finished my course off, came back to Belgium, um, and we you know we sort of touched on on video analysis during that course. And I got a job here in in, in second division at the stage uh, as a as a video analyst. Um, started without a contract, didn't, you know, I, I wasn't really in, in, involved with the money. I was, I was still living at home and my parents were, were were ready to sort of sort me out and did a whole season as a video analyst at, at St. Troyden here in, in second division. I was lucky enough that we won the league and so we promoted back to first division. At the end of that year, I got my first contract as a, you know, assistant coach video analyst because the staff was so small that you sort of had to help out everywhere so we promoted back to first division um and at this stage you know the, the football inside i was sort of playing amateurish football part-time on the side but not really 
giving it any thought anymore. And so we got back to first division after two months. We were top of the league with with St. Troyden and Standard Liège came knocking on the door of the manager because they just fired their coach. Uh, our coach went to Standard Liège and he said, "You know, will you, you pack your bags? We're off to we're off to Liège." And then from there, I just sort of you know read the read the or rode the the wave and just went with it and was lucky enough to win the cup with Standard Liège. Uh, we got fired the year after for obscure reasons. Um, I became assistant coach back in second division again at Liège. And then this is when I wouldn't say my life changed, but it, it did in a way. Uh, because the club fired the, the head coach that was there at the time. And then we had a we had an Egyptian uh, president or owner who it was end of September, beginning of October. He fired the manager and said, uh, right, Will, you're, you're taking over. <laughs> I was like, mate, that's, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm 24. That's, that's completely stupid. <laughs> and he said, no, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not bothered. You, you're good. You, you know, your training sessions are good and you know how to deal th with things. So, uh, yeah, you know, you're taking over. So you were younger than most of the players then? I was 24. Yeah. And it was, it was just completely ridiculous, mate. There were, there were players that were like 32, 33, and I was like, <laughs> what? Um, and, and luckily enough, you know, I'd, I'd had the, the, the sort of chance to to be out on the pitch and, and giving, giving sessions. And I was doing all the analysis anyway, so... I was like heavily involved with it, but you know, actually going from being like an assistant to actually doing the thing was like, oh, hang on, mate. And you know, I said to him about, I think I said it ten times. It's like, mate, I don't think you get it. I'm, I'm, I'm 24. This, this doesn't happen. It's like, no, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm selling the club anyway, so I don't want to reinvest. And, uh, and you're really good, so you know, you can do it. It's like. No, mate, I really don't think you get this. This is like some crazy shit going on. It's not, not going to happen. He said, no, no, you, you, you're doing it. It's like, oh, okay. And then from the, you know, the next day on, I was like head coach of a, of a second division team and living the dream, basically. You know, all I wanted to be was a, was a professional coach and there I was at 24, making it up as I went along, to be honest with you. But uh, it, it worked out and... And we finished the league, I think it was second or third in the league. And then the club went bust because he never managed to sell it. Oh, no. Um, and then I left Liechse at the time to go to Beerskot. Um, but again, became assistant coach. You know, I took a step down because I was still only 25 at the stage. So I was assistant coach again in second division. Uh, I spent three years at Beerskot. <clears throat> Uh, we won promotion in the second year that I was there, which was actually the COVID year, like 20, 2020. Um, we won promotion back to the first division, had an unbelievable start to that season. Uh, and the head coach at that point was Hernando Sada, who's now managing uh, DC United in Washington, the MLS. And then the same thing happened again. He left in January. And he said, right, you know, Will, you know, if you want to come to the MLS, you're more than you're more than welcome to come and help me and, and be my assistant in the MLS. And the club turned around and said, Well, you know, Will, if you don't want to go to the MLS, you can become head coach here at, at Beer School. And 
I'd loved the time I was head coach at Lierse, so it was like getting the opportunity to be head coach in first division in Belgium was just like it was an opportunity I couldn't I couldn't miss. So I did it. I took it on. Uh, we finished uh, ninth in the league, I think. Um, spent three months there as head coach. Loved it. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and then got to the end of the season, and they said. You know, Will, the, the second season's always the most difficult. Uh, how do you feel about it? And I was like, no, I'm fine. But, you know, there are certain there are certain things that are going to have to change. We have to sort of, you know, renew the squad. We're going to have to renew uh, training facilities. Uh, and I, and I you know, I'd set up the whole thing. I said, right, this is how much it's going to cost. This is, you know, this is the plan moving forward. This is the way where the club's got to go and where, where I think the team's got to go. What do you think about it? And they were like, "Yeah, you know, we're not sure. We're not sure we've got the finances to do that." And honestly, mate, the finance was ridiculous because what I'd offered was like cost absolutely nothing. Mm. Um, and you know, we said it's second season syndrome. We we don't want to do a Sheffield United and and, and drop straight back down. Uh, so we're going to put a, a fully experienced coach who's you know has been in the division for for years and years. He's, he's fifty seven or fifty eight, whatever he was. Um, but, you know, we, we want you to stay on as assistant. And I was like, yeah, no. Um, once, you've, once you've been head coach with a group of players, it's like it's, it's really difficult to go back into a, an assistant role. So I moved on and I said, you know, all the best. Uh, and I got called up by Reims, who were in Ligue 1 in France, uh, and became assistant coach to Oscar Garcia. Spent four months there, um, but what was difficult in in Reims was that I was I was assistant coach, but I was still on my on my UEFA Pro license here in Belgium, and you know every three days I'd had to come back up to Belgium to do my to be on the course and then drive back down to, to Reims, and that was a really time consuming and, and almost impossible to manage, um, so I got a in October, a job offer from Anderlecht and Standard Liège again, who said, you know, we, we need you to come and either be assistant to company or be assistant here at Standard Liège. Um, and I made the decision to sign for Standard Liège because I'd, I'd, I'd got like an unfinished business taste in my mouth. And I'm sure I would have learned a huge amount with Vince company. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Just it just felt like the you know the place I, I had to go to, and and so I made that decision, and, and now I'm assistant coach at Standard Liège in in Belgium again. Wow, that is some story. That bloody hell. Yeah, I yeah, think the big, the big thing for me is when you got offered that job at uh, was it Liège? Liège. Liège. Yeah, yeah. Twenty four. Did you feel like you were ready for that big step up from obviously yeah. assistant to to yeah. Being the manager, never, <laughs> never in a million years. Then again, if he didn't offer you that opportunity, where would you be now? Do you know? Well, exactly, exactly. And 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 the worst thing is in in well, not the worst thing, but so I'd I'd, I'd spent like a year being video analyst and, and data analyst at STVV that first year, and then as we moved to Liège the second year, I'd, I'd taken up more of a you know sort of an assistant role, but I'm still doing all the analysis. And as we got fired the season after. Um, I'd I'd had another job offer from Columbus Crew also in the MLS mm. 
uh, to be a video analyst. And I was like, okay, either I'm going to the MLS as video analyst or I'm, I'm going back to second division here in Belgium as, a, as an assistant. And the coaching side of it just got me buzzing a bit more and I preferred the, the out on the pitch thing instead of always being sat behind a, a computer screen. Um, and so I went to Lierse, but you, you don't, I, I didn't, you know, you, you don't realise at the time. It's like you're sat there, you're, you're more or less mates with the players because, because of your age and you don't realise what's happening. And, and when you get that call and, and he says, right, Will, you know, go on. You, you do it, you take over. It's like, uh, it's just completely surrealistic. It's like, what? what? What are you actually talking about? You know, it's like, if, like, it's like if, if someone rang you up now and said, right, you're taking over at, at Bournemouth, you know, in the championship, you just going to take over at Bournemouth. It's like, that is actually completely ridiculous. So how did you become a video analysis then? Because uh, I read on Wiki that, you had to convince is it Yannick Ferreira. So how did how did that how did that come about? Uh, well, so I came home from college and had finished like the course. Um, and this is it's June time, so when teams here in Belgium start pre-season. Um, and I just thought, you know, go and push a door, go and go and open a, you know, go and have a conversation, go and go and talk to someone. And you know, try and try and convince them that you can do something. So that's just that's what I did basically. I'd played for STVV as a as a youth player, um, and I used to regularly go and go and watch training or, or watch the games. And I went to a training session early part of pre-season that that year. And after the session, you know, we, the coach was was walking off the pitch, and I was like, "Yannick, can I can I have a word? You know, can I can I just, can I have a chat with you?" And he said, "Yeah, sure." And I said. You know, I've 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 been coaching for for a couple of years, and I've been I've watched I don't know how many hours of football, and I'm just you know not obsessed by it, but almost. Um, and you know, and these are the this is the degree I've got in, in football coaching, and this is the various things I can do. Um, is there in any way I could be I could be useful to you? You know, I don't I don't want any money. I don't want any nothing. You know with a contract or anything. I just, I just want to help. I just want to see what it's like and then, you know, talk to you and, and have a chat. And, uh, and he looked at me and said, uh, can you film a game? I was like, yeah, I can film a game. He's like, can you cut video? I don't, yeah, I can cut video. Right. Well, uh, the first game of the season is against uh, Virton, so a team but in second division. Um, they've got three, three friendly games between now and the end of next week. Um, film the three games uh, give us your analysis and your, your opinion on what they do and, and, and what sort of team they are and come back to me I was like alright fair enough you know went and filmed the three games that were sort of spread around Belgium and Holland uh, and just came up with a sort of basic report of you know what the team was what the identity of the team was how they, how they played what they did um, and it just sort of went from there we, I finished off pre-season with them, you know, sort of doing various stats and various video of, of whatever. And we, I was lucky enough that we won that first game three 0 And then it just sort of went from there. Really, I didn't, you know, I was unbelievably lucky to get that sort of 
you could say you were lucky, but at the same time, you went to the manager, you you put you opened that door, and I, and I don't think many people would have done that to pluck up the courage, kind of thing. Yeah. So, no. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't even know why I did it. It was just like I don't know. I just wanted to do it and want to have a chat, and then it was like shit. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. What, what's what's your ambitions now, Will? What 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 what's uh, what do you want to achieve in the future? I'm guessing maybe you'd ideally like to go back to England to manage at some point, or is that the is that the main goal? Yeah, well, <clears throat> you know, I'm still only sort of 29, which sounds stupid again. Um, but on the short term, I, I want to, you know, I want to become a, a head coach again, and I want to be, you know, making the, the decisions on, on on having my own team and doing doing things the way I want to do them. Um, but you know, I haven't had had the opportunity or the right club come up or the right environment that I sort of feel you know that's where I'm going to start off as a as a proper head coach. Um, so it's just a question of finding that opportunity now and getting back in as a as a head coach. Um, and my brother is actually a head coach at, at Charleroi in in Belgium as well in first division. Um, so yeah, I'd say short term becoming head coach again, finding the right club the right environment to, to sort of you know start my, my career effectively as a head coach and then long term you know if, if I'm talking as a kid I'd say you know I want to play Champions League football I want to manage in the Champions League and in an ideal world then you know you're managing in the Premier League but I know how how far away and how stupid that sounds now but you know I've, I think I'm the proof that anything can happen if you if you really have a go at it so uh, I don't know. I'll see. I'll see where where time takes me and where where a bit of luck takes me, and we'll see. Definitely, no, it's fascinating me. I think it's a fascinating one. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to like work out where this management thing stemmed from. You said there your brother is also a manager. Did your dad manage, or was was there, is there anybody in your family who I don't know? Maybe you learned that from. I don't know. My dad wasn't even that into football, to be honest. No. Uh, he played cricket, and he was like. <laughs> you no, know, I, I enjoy I enjoy a bit of cricket, but not it's not it's not football, you know. Yeah. And he was in, he was a big cricket player, but never sort of really bothered about football. Um, and he, you know, he was he was always a, he was like a crisis manager. So he went from one company to the other, fixing things, and, and then leaving after you know a year or two. Um, but I, I don't know where it's came from. I honestly don't know where it's come from. My mum was a football manager. Just yeah, exactly, exactly. I think it's that. I honestly think it's that. You know, it's just like we were doing it on the pitch. You know, like coaching kids and 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 playing football, and then going home and doing it on the computer. And then it was I don't know. It just it just started. Yeah, somewhere in between those those weird events. <laughs> Do you still play FM now, or have you have you have you, have you packed it? I've got time for. Nah, it's, it's it's come very complicated, doesn't it? FM now, yeah. it's very detailed. It's like yeah, yeah I've, I've got it. Like I bought it. Yeah, and I sometimes go and look at players or have a look at various things. And I, I started one off during pre-season like last year, and I'd got a bit of time to kill when I was in France. But then you know, once things start properly and the season starts, it's like yeah, you haven't got time for it. Uh, you have to do press conferences now, don't you? And it's just yeah. <laughs> man, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't do it. It was so simple back in the day. 
I still do 2D, you know, you know, 3D, 2D. No, I, I don't st- like it. I still watch the dots, mate. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't much prefer the, the dots as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to hear you're a dot man because. No, I don't like the 3D at all. <laughs> Not the same at all. Yeah, mate. Well, thanks very much for talking to us, anyways. And uh, I'll get something up, definitely. You've got a great story. I don't think many people know it. Um, no. So, be a good one. Anything Sorry. else you want to share or anything else you feel like, oh, that maybe was a turning point in your career or I don't know. You mentioned a lot, obviously, but uh, anything else? Uh, no, I mean, the weird, yeah. my brother's ginger as well. And like, <laughs> honestly, this, this sounds stupid, but ginger people in Belgium is like not very common. Really? And, no, not at all. I didn't know yeah. And um, I don't know, we're both ginger, we're both English, and we're both football coaches in, in first division Belgium, which is like, shouldn't, shouldn't actually be possible. It's like the, the Neville brother brother, but You what? What's your brother called? Uh, Ed, Edward. Edward and he's head coach of Shalabon. Uh, that, that is mental. So, that is really mental. Yeah, yeah it's weird. It's very Have weird. you come up against each other yet? We played each other last Last week, we drew nil nil. Is there a picture? I, I need to see that. <laughs> uh, I seen yeah. I seen a picture with you and Messi actually. I, I, I googled your name and uh, it was oh, Messi. That's, that's, a, that's a funny. That's a funny one. So I was in Reims the first four months of the season, and we went away to Mets. And uh, Oscar Garcia, so head coach, he got he got a red card on the sideline at Mets. <laughs> And the week after, we were playing PSG, and Messi had like been signed two weeks before that game, mm. and everyone knew that you know Reims PSG was going to be Messi's first game, and you know what have you. And uh, and the club walked up, you know, came up to me on the Tuesday, the day after, two days after we played Mets, and said, "Oh, Will, you know, uh, Oscar suspended, so uh, we're your head coach this week." <laughs> I was like, oh shit. And then, you know, I hadn't, hadn't sort of realised, it was like, oh, PSG, you know, unbelievable. I'll be standing on the sideline with, with Di Maria and, and Neymar and Mbappe running in front of me. And, then, you know, sort of as we moved closer to the game, it was it, it became clear that Messi was going to make his, his debut or at least sort of be in the group. And then he came on and, he, and he, you know, he sort of warms up beside you and then comes on and it's like, <laughs> shit, that's actually Lionel Messi. You know, that is ridiculous. But it, 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 it all hit you, didn't it? It just hit you that, like, this is actually real. This is happening. I was at Preston under-14s, and now I'm watching Messi here. <laughs> I, I was, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, you see this 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 dude on telly on, on Instagram or wherever. Yeah. And he's like, it was actually, it, during the game, you don't, I didn't actually, you know, it didn't, it didn't hit me. And it was like, after the game, you know, the day after, I was looking at the, you know, the, the video and the photos, it was like, Shit, that's actually Lionel Messi running in front of me. That's ridiculous. But yeah, I, I, I do, do realise how lucky I am and, and, yeah. and how privileged I am. But you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Did you did you speak to Messi or did we just? I just shook his hand and he said all the best. Hey. And he actually replied to me in English. I didn't actually think he spoke English. So I was just like, oh shit. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, really nice, really nice dude. Yeah, down to earth. Didn't seem bothered at all by anything, which probably not. Nah, he, he strikes me as that type. I think, 
Yeah. It, it was like it couldn't couldn't be bothered. It was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's mad. Any 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 other mad stories like that? Like uh obviously you you pumped is there any big players you've met or uh, or managed? Is any is any is any yeah. like who's, who's the biggest player you've managed? Or biggest uh, player kind of thing. I tell you what, uh goalkeeper. Victor Valdez. Yes. Yeah. I was so second season. I we were at Stardard and January transfer market. We'd lost our keeper, and you know our, our president walks up and says, "Oh, got got us a new keeper." So I don't know, mate. Nice one. Who is it? Victor Valdez. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's free uh, out of contract from Barcelona, and uh, well, I knew him more or less, and you know he's he's coming tomorrow. Shit, yeah, you know, Victor Valdez walks in with his 10 La Liga titles and his six Champions League. It's like, all right, mate, see, good, you, yeah, yeah. And it was just like one of those bizarre things. Then you know, you get to know him, he's just a normal, normal bloke. But first training session, we didn't, we weren't used to like building up and playing out from the back because you know, Belgium's bit of a weird competition it's not not the most sexy or fancy and so it was often you know we, we play long and play off second ball and, and try and win third ball and play forward from there and Valdez so you know we, we, we did it in training and Valdez says no no stop he like stops training right in the middle of it and you know, you know we sort of look around and said Victor what's, what's up mate it's like no I not play long not play long it's like well, yeah, but that's what we do. No, I, I can't play long. Not, I can't play long. He's like, what are you talking about, mate? Just fucking smash the thing. What, what, what's going on? He's like, no, 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 no. And to be honest with him, he could not play a ball over the halfway line. Like a long ball, he couldn't play it over the halfway line. He's like, well, mate, what, what, what are we going to do? No, 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 not see him. Uh, this is impossible. It's like, right. And he, all he wanted to do was play out from the back because he couldn't play a long ball. And it's like, mate, why can't you kick a ball long? I've never done it, Will. So, so we we are forced to play not long ball. Well, we played we played short, short, and then moved the ball outside, so got the ball to full back, and then played long in the channel. Um, and if you know opposition weren't pressing, then we, then we play from full back. Um, it, yeah, but it was it was completely surreal, and then we won the cup with him. And he pulled off a, a world of a save in the final. It was like, yeah, that's that's why it's called Victor Valdez. You know, do, do what you want, mate. Unbelievable. And he, he, did he go to United after that as well? Because I think he went. He was at United for a bit, wasn't he? I can't remember if he went Middlesbrough then United or United then Middlesbrough. He, he did one of the two, but I think he left from us to go to England. Yeah, and it was just like surreal, completely surreal. Yeah, that is mad. Just, just is it a bit weird that you're. Obviously, what six, seven years younger than people like Valdez. Did you find it hard to gain that respect from the older, the older players? Like obviously, the, the, the maybe uh, you gain their respect after a while, but is it at first? Is it slightly? You know, that it, it was. It was when I was younger. Like when I was when I was sort of twenty three, twenty four. I always felt the need to 
not prove myself, but to sort of show them that I could I could do it too. Um, but and you know, as the years go on and, and you sort of meet so many players and, and talk with so many players and work with so many players, it's like you you just get used to it and you actually find out that they're just they're just human beings and they're just footballers and they're lucky enough to be, you know, earning so much money and, and playing football every day. Um but yeah, at the beginning you do have that sort of feel of oh, you know, I've really got to prove myself and I've got to show them that I'm not complete, you know, dick chatting rubbish. But then it then it sort of becomes normal and 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 once you start, you know, giving a training session or or, or talking about football and giving a I don't know analysis of opposition or just being in a sort of daily routine with them, they sort of you know, you you earn their respect that way, and just just trying to be yourself, I think, was the was the conclusion that I've come to. Is the more you try and pretend that you're someone else, the more they sort of think, what what a prick, shut up, mate. So yeah, I mean, I, I've stopped trying to be someone else, or I, you know, I never sort of tried to be someone else. It was just like, well, this is who I am, and this is what I know, and I'm sure I can learn, and you know. A huge amount from whoever so I might as well just stick to doing that um, and it worked so far so I'll, I'll probably stick to that for a bit you're only you're only 29 as well I'm, I'm 28 like it's I can't believe that you've got probably another 50 year in you yet yeah. <laughs> Roy Hodgson he's 76 <laughs> <laughs> but no it's it, when I when I look back on it now it's like yeah so many random and various events that you sort of think, yeah, yeah, this is this is crazy. I think the last one for me, Will. Um, how important we we'll go back to the football manager thing. Um, how important yeah. do you think football manager's been? Uh, who it was to you growing up, and how do you think it's how how important was it uh, in your life growing up? Yeah. Uh, it. I think. People that really play and understand football manager uh, understand the game a bit more, like the football, not the, the, the computer game. Um, just because you've got to be, you know, to, to actually win things and, and be successful on football manager, you've actually got to go into a lot of detail, especially like nowadays with it, with it, the game becoming so sort of complicated, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, proper people that are so passionate and so yeah submerged in the game it it definitely opens your eyes to you know how big a scale being a coach and being a manager actually is because what happens on the video game you know a bit a big part of it is actually what happens in real life and it's like when you do it day in day out you do realize oh you know that how similar it actually is and it sounds stupid saying it but it you know, there are so many aspects of it that come back and you, you know, like when you're making a transfer. Yeah. You have the initial offer, you have you know, a counter offer, you have it rejected, you have a player that doesn't agree with his wages or, or player conversations, setting up training route, you know, uh, regimes, uh, individual players being in, in, you know, in fitness, fitness groups and, and setting up training programs collectively, individually. Um, and the more you go into the detail of the game, the more it sort of 
you understand how it how it all happens. Um, and if you play football manager, the easy way, you know, just set your team up and make a few transfers and and try and win everything. The more you go into detail, the more real it actually becomes. So, you know, being passionate about football, it was, it was I think that's just part of what what we did and how how I grew up. But it did it, it yeah it did help yeah yeah. I think for me, football manager just helped my overall knowledge of the game. Like I know random players, uh, just the most random wonder kids, for example, from like 10 years ago and nobody understands. I'm like, but I know this guy was unreal. But I spoke yeah. to another guy, uh, Shadab Ifticker is called. He's the manager of Fort William in Scotland. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he had like a CV of what, he, what he'd run on a football manager. And that's how he got into um, like management. That's how he literally uh, wrote his CV, what he'd, wrote, what he'd won with uh, Valencia on Football Manager, submitted it. And this Mongolian Premier League team offered him the job based on that. <clears throat> and, then, and, and now he's in the Scottish leagues. It's just, it's just mad what this game does, man. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yeah. I won the Champions League on football manager. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I, I get loads of stories from foot, just football manager, and our audience love it. So, yeah, no, it is an unbelievable game, especially. I, I can't. I think it was LFP manager two thousand and one or LMA was it LMA manager? It was the EA Sports one. I can't remember what the name of it was. Two thousand and one. Let me Google it. Try to find it. <clears throat> Because mm. LMA manager was unreal. I remember that one. FIFA soccer manager. This is it. We got it. It's. Oh. EA Sports. It's called Football Manager, the FA Premier League 2001. Unbelievable game. What's it called again? Let me let me note it down. So the EA Sports Football Manager FA Premier League 2001. Right, here we go. I've never yeah, heard of it FA... at all. There we go. Wow. It was unreal, mate. <laughs> and that's where it all started. Yeah. That's my 